0: The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA.
1: Bill O'Reilly. Auto Parts ASA Fast Lane. Only on real race in USA. Meet the racers of America's most exciting short track racing series every Wednesday night from 8 p.m. until 9 p.m. From the Milwaukee Mile to Bristol Motor Speedway. Five flags in Nashville. The ASA is the racing series where young talent meets wily veterans in extreme short track competition. O'Reilly is America's Auto Parts store. And the ASA is America's premier late model series. O'Reilly Auto Parts ASA Fast Lane gets you close to the action. And behind the scenes, with the real stories from the drivers themselves, the O'Reilly ASA Fast Lane. Only on Real Racing USA.
0: Holy cow, Terry! What an intro that whole deal is, man! What a, it just is—it's crazy. This is the O'Reilly ASA Fast Lane. Right. I'm telling you, man. Uh, hang on just here. Let me make a couple of quick adjustments here. All right. You're
2: full of adjustments, aren't you?
0: I am full of adjustments. And um, (laughs) I'll tell you what, the premier, uh, America's premier short track series uh, suffered a little bit of a a rain out deal. And um, so I guess I rescheduled that. But I think we have the man on the line with us who can tell us when and where it's going to be.
2: You know, we're having Ron Barney. Hey, Ron, welcome to the show.
0: (laughs) That's a tough act to follow, Ron.
3: Yeah, Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. But I just told them that uh, we having him on first because Randy, uh, he's more important than Randy LaJoy, and Ron said Randy wouldn't agree to that, and i probably would agree with Ron. He wouldn't agree with that. So, but, uh...
3: How are you yeah. doing, Ron? Good. Real good. So, hey, we uh, had, uh... We were battling some weather last week up there in, uh, North Carolina. Didn't work out too well for us, and we're still, uh, still working with them to try to possibly get that rescheduled, but, uh... Our schedule's pretty tight this year. I don't know if we're going to make it happen yet or not.
2: Well, you're going uh, in two weeks, you're going to be down in Jack's neck of the woods.
3: Yep, down in Florida, down in uh, Bronson for uh, our South Series uh, opener down there. So uh, we're looking forward to that. Uh, should be a big event for us.
2: The bull ring.
3: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> Isn't that the one, Jack, that uh, both Slokum missed and. and... Was second
3: in points, isn't
0: that's, that right? That's right.
3: Yep. Yeah, you know, probably uh, the championship probably might have been a little bit different. had Bow shown up uh, at Bronson, but uh, it didn't quite work out that way. And, and you know, we had uh, just as good a champion in Jeff Choquette. So, uh, you know, it it put on a really good race last year, uh, even though it is one of those uh, typical uh, one-groove bull ring, uh, root the guy out of the way racetracks. But uh, our guys are really good about it respecting each other, and uh, they, they actually did put on a really good show last year.
0: I thought so. I mean, uh, you know, to me, every racetrack presents a different uh, a different deal for the fans, you know, and uh, it's just like in other sports. I mean, sometimes there's some of the best baseball games you're ever going to see is a one-to-nothing shutout, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like that. You get different – you get what you get from the track, and um, it takes a lot of patience to, to stick with it and not uh, – not get yourself in trouble by trying to be too impatient and uh coming in second beats a, beats coming in last by a whole bunch
3: well oh, yeah, and i mean it it also with with these cars and with as close as they are uh it leads to really uh you know uh nose to tail uh racing almost all the way around the racetrack. so you know i mean there's always something going on, somebody battling for positions uh it actually makes it quite quite exciting for uh for the fans and the drivers,
2: sure. Well, one of the thing, reasons Ron uh, wanted to come on the show tonight, Jack, and is to make a, an announcement. And I think uh, it's timely to go ahead and make that announcement now so we can talk about it.
3: Well, uh, we, uh, we actually uh, had a press conference up there in, uh, in North Carolina during some of the rain, and uh, we announced that we'll be racing with the NASCAR Craftsman trucks at Gateway International Speedway on September the 6th. And we also announced that uh, we would have a year-end event in November on the 14th and 15th at Memphis Motorsports Park. So, uh, you know, those are two really, really big announcements for our Challenge Series. And, uh, you know, we're really excited about uh, where we're going with some of the tracks and some of the premier facilities around the country.
2: Is that the only one?
3: (laughs) Well, no, no, that's not the only one.
2: Okay, okay. Yeah, but I want to... Uh-oh. We haven't
3: formally we haven't formally announced this, so I guess I'll go ahead here on uh,
2: this is an exclusive. Uh, yep, exclusive, Jack.
3: This is an exclusive. Uh, we we have signed O'Reilly's uh, auto Park stores for our newly created Triple Crown, uh, and that will be uh, three races throughout the year um, at the O'Reilly Raceway Park, uh, the Salem Speedway, and at Memphis. Uh, at the end of the year, and basically, it'll be a, a three-race challenge. Uh, we'll keep a separate point series and actually crown a, a champion there at, uh, at Memphis. We're also going to do a couple bonus awards. If you, if any driver can win two two of the three, and then three of the three, uh, more than likely, we'll have about a hundred thousand dollar bonus if anybody can win all three. So that's you know that's pretty exciting.
0: And this is part of the challenge uh, division deal.
3: Yes. Yes, it is.
0: Cool. Well.
3: So uh, you know, it's anytime you can throw up that uh, that hundred thousand dollar mark out there for anybody can win those three races. Uh, that that's pretty big in uh, in this uh, asphalt side of it, anyway.
0: So if they win all three, they get a hundred. It's a hundred thousand dollar prize. That's correct. Wow.
2: Oh. Wow is right. Can you believe you could buy ten, ten motors out of that?
0: <laughs> My goodness. That's substantial, Ron.
3: Yeah, that's uh that's pretty big, you know, and we're we're really excited about it. Uh, you know, I know O'Reilly's is really excited about it and uh we've been trying to get uh get together with O'Reilly for, for a few years now and, and uh Terry kinda helped uh get this deal put together and uh we're real excited as far as what not only what we're gonna be doing with O'Reilly's this year, but uh what could come uh for the future if, if everything goes as well as we, we anticipate it will.
2: Well, Jack I promise you a scoop.
0: Well, that. yeah, that's, um, now, now, what's the deal if they win two out of the three? What, what's, what's that about?
3: That, that'll probably give them an extra $10,000 bonus that they win two of the three. Mm-hmm. Well, on top of what they would normally win for the race, they would get another $10,000 bonus on top of that. Mm-hmm. And then they would uh, basically, uh, you know, go for the, the, the triple crown, and and they would win 100000 if they could get the third leg of it. Um, you know, and then we'll have actually... Uh, a champion's uh, triple crown ring, a gold ring that we'll, uh, we'll award the champion on that deal. And, you know, we really kind of want to create some excitement. And these three events fell uh, uh, exactly perfect in our schedule. The opener, what is going to be the opener now, uh, mid-season in July at uh, Salem, and then the end of the year at Memphis. So, you know, and it, and it gives everybody uh, uh, a chance at a, a lot of different racetracks. I mean, you, you've got the the high banks of Salem, uh, you know, obviously the flat track over at uh, yeah, at O'Reilly's Raceway Park, and then uh, the big, fast uh, three-quarter mile at uh, Memphis. So it'll it'll really put a challenge to uh, any driver that that wants to try to to win that triple crown.
0: Holy cow! And then on top of that, you have uh, you're going to hook up a little bit with the NASCAR Craftsman Series.
3: Yeah, uh, you know we're real excited. We made that announcement uh, last weekend about. Uh, being a support show for the nascar craftsman trucks there at gateway uh, uh the craftsman truck race i believe goes off at noon or twelve thirty, and immediately following that uh, we'll roll our cars onto the grid and start driving reductions and uh go off with our race so you know it'll be by far the largest stage that we're on as far as uh, media as far as uh, fan count and everything else so uh we're we're real uh, excited about the opportunity we've been afforded there
0: is this one and a quarter mile track is this the, bi- the biggest track you're going to do this year
3: yes it is and that uh, that was brought up during our prince conference of, of you know the, the size of tracks that we'd be going to and i said then and i'll say it now i at least for the foreseeable future i do not see us uh on any mile and a half uh, or larger speedways uh at least uh you know unless we we did something different with the cars i just don't think that uh, we're 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 there yet but uh you know i think the mile and a quarter will put a good Good test to uh, to our drivers, and uh, we'll be more than safe with cars that we currently have.
2: And and that falls in line with you possibly doing Rockingham next year, too. Rockingham's a, a mile and a third, I believe, isn't it?
3: Um, I believe it's just under. I think it's actually just over a mile. Yeah. I think oh, 1. okay. 0, I think it's 1.033, so it's just a tick over a mile.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. What is... Now, of course, the, some of these cars raced early this year at Lakeland, which is a three-quarter-mile track, but that track is has the the surface is a lot rougher than it was say five years ago it's a lot more abrasive uh, and uh, as a matter of fact I've had many race car drivers in the last month or two tell me that uh, there's no question the crate motors nowadays can race at Lakeland with uh, superlates I mean because of the uh, of the abrasiveness of the track but so that that run really doesn't qualify but what I'm getting at is, how do these cars run differently on a mile track? I've never seen them run on the mile track because the races I've been to have all been the most has been the half mile tracks. How do they handle differently or how is it a different race on the big tracks as opposed to like the quarter, the, uh, the three-eighths mile or half mile?
3: Well, the, typically the biggest thing that we see because of the crane engines is while we may not have quite as much straightaway speed as, as a typical super late model, you uh, you are traveling through the corners considerably faster than you would in a super late model. So uh you know what you what you don't uh, have down the straightaway per se you more than make up through in the corner. So you're really hustling a car through the corner, especially at a place like uh, you know, we'll use Milwaukee Miles. Sure. We've been we've been going out there for a long time and uh we're probably going through the corners faster than any other uh, or just about any other thing that goes uh, around Milwaukee. So you know our lap times are, are very comparable to uh, to a super late model, even though we're not getting down the straightaways quite as fast as they are.
2: Isn't a prime example of that is Bristol, Ron? Because you your one of your cars has the track record, and you get through the corners way better than the late models or any of the NASCAR stuff.
3: Well, yeah, I mean we're we were so fast at Bristol. I mean we were just about wide open all the way around the racetrack and. Uh, you know, I, I firmly believe this, that uh, we will hold the track record for Bristol on the new configuration for, for a long time, for many, many years. And, uh, you know, it's just, you're, 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 like I say, you're going through the corner so fast and there's so much G-force and everything that the drivers are are, are uh, feeling that it just it, it creates a whole different style of racing. It's, it's actually very similar to the new rules they put in place for the Nationwide Series this year with restricting some of their horsepower down, and making these guys uh, race through the corners now, uh, it, it's almost identical to what our guys race now.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Jacob Gady, uh, he was on a couple of our Real Racing USA shows uh, last this month or last month, recently anyway. And he said, one of those laps, he did hold it wide open the whole time.
3: Yeah, it's uh, you know that that takes an awful lot of guts. Uh, <laughs> That's to, what he said. You know, Jake Jacob is uh, he's a special driver. There's no doubt about it. If you know, and I. I mentioned to the guys there at Bristol when we were there, uh, Jacob's the type of driver that when he gets on the track, if it's in practice, qualifying, or the race, uh, he's full out all the time. I mean, he does not know the meaning of taking it easy. You know, first lap of practice, he's out there running qualifying times, and, uh, you know, that's what makes Jacob kind of uh, special in our series. He he, team, he seems to do well at the, the big, fast,
2: uh,
0: sure, uh,
3: high-speed racetracks.
2: Mm-hmm. Just like Trent Snyder, who won I-70 both races. It seems like he, he adapts to them high-speed tracks real easy.
3: Yeah, you know, uh, it, it just, it, like I said, it takes a different mindset of drivers. Some some drivers can, can really adapt to the high speed and the high corner speed, and some of them just are, you know, maybe a little older, a little more wiser, and say, yeah, maybe I'll squeeze out of the throttle just a little bit here. And uh it seems the younger guys that uh, don't have quite as much to lose, if you will, uh, you know, they, they kind of... Hang it all out there on the edge.
0: That's a good word, Ron. Wiser.
3: That's that's yeah. a good way to put
2: it. That's like Peter Casolino wiser, right? There, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: The young guy's got a different word for it, but uh, older folks like us will use wiser yeah,
2: Peter gets on to me, Ron, about calling him one of the old guard.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Peter's uh he's a great guy. He's a good veteran, he's been around for a long time and uh you know, he's a real staple in our series and uh you know, we we it really enjoy having uh and veterans just as much as we do uh, the young kids that come through. I mean, you know, you got your Peter Casolinos and your your Eddie Hoffmans, and I mean, you know, you need those those uh, veterans, uh, you know, that that really aren't going anywhere, aren't moving up or or anything like that, to uh, lend some stability as you uh, you get these kids like the Logan Ruffins of the world who are going to be here for a year or two and then going to be plucked out and and, and moved up.
0: Yeah. As a matter of fact, one of those guys, and we may, we, we were going to have him on it to start this show tonight, um, but we have trouble tracking him down uh, uh, tonight, is John West Townley. Uh, I spoke with him yesterday, and uh, uh, he was a little shy about, I think, coming on tonight because he, he says, I'm not really racing in that series uh, now, and of course, he was at Lakeland in the Hooters race, and he signed a deal to do uh, six Craftsman truck races in 2008 with uh, Roush, and He's also doing the entire ARCA schedule. And I was explaining to him, Ron, that you and the other folks in the series are proud of that fact that, I mean, that's part of what, what the success of a series like the ASA late model deal is, is that young guys can come in and, and get some track time against some good competition and move on up the ladder. And that's that's where it all fits. And, and you guys are actually proud of, to see that happen.
3: Absolutely. I mean, you know, we, we uh, enjoy their success as much as they do, and, uh, you know, obviously it's a good marketing tool for us. And, uh, you know, we, we maintain a very good relationship with a lot of these guys. And just to give you a quick story, uh, we were sitting there on Friday during practice at Tri-County, and my cell phone rang, and I answered the phone, and it was uh, Nationwide driver Stephen Steven Light. And uh, he said, hey, what you guys doing? And I said, well, I said, we're just sitting here at Tri-County uh, watching practice. And he says, yeah, I'm just – just going by the exit on the interstate, headed to Bristol. And uh, he wasn't racing in Bristol. He was just there helping out. And uh, he asked if somebody might have a car uh, that he might be able to come down and qualify and race on Saturday. And, uh, you know, we put the word out, and we, we lined him up a car, and unfortunately it got rained out. But, uh, you know, he was going to come back just to uh, to play on Saturday and have some fun.
2: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, That's all it's all about, having fun. <laughs> But, uh,
3: well, I mean, it, you know, just the drivers that I've talked to that have moved up and moved on, uh, you know, you're right, this, this level of racing is fun. Um, you know, it's going out there with, with friends and, and competitors and just going out and, and having a good time, and it seems to be the higher up you get into the, the trucks or the bush or, you know, the, the Sprint Cup level. Uh, it becomes more of a job than it does, uh, you know, just going out and having fun. And a lot of these guys like to take some time off and come back to the late model ranks and kind of whip up on the young guys or, or see what they got against some of the new ones coming up. So uh, they use it as a, as a way to relieve some stress and come back and have a little bit of fun.
0: I'll tell you, I'll tell you Ron, it is, I cannot wait uh, uh, for, for the first uh, real deal race here with logan ruffin uh in the asa late models under the points you know when people are racing for points i saw ruffin and and uh, met it with him down at uh, lakeland and uh, he did pretty good and of course he smoked him over at the uh, new Smyrna speedway in the world series of asphalt stock car racing i mean for his age and uh <laughs> you just you talk to the he's such a, a young gentleman and uh well spoken and uh I cannot wait to see him perform now in, as this year goes on against uh, the competition under Racing for Points.
3: Well, absolutely. I mean, he was up at uh, Tri-County, and uh, we introduced him to uh, Charlie Menard, and uh, after he walked away, I asked Charlie, I said, well, how would you take it if uh, you go out there and you got beat by a 13-year-old kid? He said, you know, Ronnie, he said, it'd be pretty tough to take. So, uh, you know, I think these guys look at these young kids coming up, and I think they consider him a good threat, and... You know, it is a pride thing. These guys have been around a long time. They don't want to get beat by uh, by the new, young, and up and coming thirteen uh, year old kid. Uh, so, you know, he he's got his work cut out for him. There's no doubt. Uh, not taking away anything from the guys that were down there at New Smyrna. There was a great group of cars down there. Uh, the most they've had in the in the couple of years that they've been doing the ASA late model rules down there. And uh, but. As you know, Jack, uh, when you come to, you know, uh, an ASA Late Model Challenge Series race or even a North or South race for that instance, uh, uh, you know, you've got, you know, a dozen guys that on um, any given weekend
0: Absolutely. That,
3: that wins. So he's, he's definitely going to have to step his game up and, and bring his A game, uh, you know, if he wants to repeat his uh, Speed Week success.
0: That's for sure. It's a little bit tougher.
2: I was going to bring up also, you were talking about uh, Stephen Light and some of the other drivers coming back. Once you the word gets out, Ron, about this hundred thousand dollar deal, you might have all the Busch series in your uh, trying to win that Triple Crown deal.
3: Well, I think that it's going to gain some some definite interest from some bigger names, uh, especially because the the unique format of only being three races and being spread out, they don't even have to commit themselves necessarily to the full year of running. They can just come and cherry pick those three events. So. I would I would definitely uh, expect some really big names to uh, hit those three events.
0: And that's uh again that's at uh, O'Reilly's. Uh, w- what are the three tracks again? Run those down for me. Uh,
3: the O'Reilly's Raceway Park just mm-hmm. coming up here at the end of April. Uh, the Salem Speedway, which I believe is July 19th, mm-hmm. and uh, the Memphis Motorsports Park, November 14th and 15th.
0: Well, that's three, and and Salem right in the middle. Man, that's that's a tough that's a tough order to win all three of those.
3: Oh yeah, I mean we're not going to make it easy on them. That's for sure. And we wanted to pick three tracks that would that would be so uh, so different in, in each aspect of each track. That uh, you know, if anybody can win it, then they've they've truly uh, earned it, and they they will be worthy of a triple crown.
2: Can you imagine the excitement, Ron, after the R P race, and we have a winner of the hype and build up to the Salem race to see if he win can win the second one?
3: Oh, absolutely, and. Uh, you know, I think we've got some veterans there and, and even some young guys who could, uh, you know, make a run for this. I mean, obviously you've got uh, uh, Robbie Pyle, who I hear is has already heard about it and, and is already gearing up to run the Triple Crown. And, uh, you know, you got Eddie Hoffman, who's running full-time. He'll be there anyway. And, you know, the Peter Coslinos and, you know, and then some of the young drivers, uh, you know, the Jimmy Langs and, uh you know, the Logan Ruffins, so... Yeah, I mean, I I think you're right. Once we find out who that first winner is at, uh, at O'Reilly Raceway Park, uh, come Salem, it should be a, a lot of hype to see if they can uh, uh, get leg two.
2: Well, I, I, the gentleman that's going to come on the show after you, uh, Randy LaJoy, I bet you a dollar yeah. to a donut, he, he he's going to be there.
3: Because <laughs> he was going to be
2: at Tri-County, wasn't he?
3: Well, he was at Tri-County, but he didn't have a car. He was there just kind of uh, trying to drum up some business for his... Uh, his real job which is selling seats but uh-huh. uh you know we've we've talked to randy we're trying to get him in a car for uh the concord race and who knows uh you know maybe he'll himself or maybe he'll get his kid involved and uh mm-hmm. you know maybe want to do that but uh yeah i would expect we'll probably see some big names uh in these three events
0: ron i i have a before you go i, I have a something maybe you can i have to plead ignorance here um tell me about pat uh Bordell or burdo uh
3: pat Bordeaux was uh was a, a driver out of the Michigan area that uh, I I kind of grew up and watched, and uh, he was uh, he was a local hero around here at a track called uh, Tri City Speedway, and he ran some uh, some ASA races uh, in the in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, he was a young man who was really just coming into the prime of his career, uh, and it was cut short when he was diagnosed with stomach cancer, and uh, unfortunately, uh, very shortly after he was diagnosed with it, he uh, succumbed to it and. Uh, he was a friend of the of the Michigan racing community, and and we just wanted to go out and uh, and kind of honor his legacy, and that's why we uh, we named it the the Pat Birdo, uh, uh Rookie of the Year.
0: Okay, and that's for every year, not just this year.
3: Yeah, that's every year. That's gotcha. A, it's a, okay, it's a perennial trophy.
2: Cool. Okay.
3: And it's all three three or four divisions. Uh, no, it is just in the uh, in the challenge. Oh,
2: okay. That's okay.
3: the top level. All okay. right. You know, and that's something that. Uh, you know we're we're doing. Uh, you know we announced the new motor package for the the Challenge Series next year. Uh, we we fully expect that uh, eight to the eight to ten races next year of the Challenge Series schedule will be on all quote unquote uh, NASCAR tracks or NASCAR style tracks. Um, you know we're we're obviously talking with uh, Rockingham for next year, and you know we're even trying to uh, to get into places like Martinsville and Richmond, and uh, if we can do that, then uh, you know, that will put our Challenge series on par with, with just about every other uh you know, developmental series out there.
0: Cool. All right. So your advanced team is on it's it's priming up, getting ready to go into Gainesville, right?
3: That's correct, yes. <laughs> our advanced team will be in there uh come uh, Monday. Uh they'll be hitting uh, the town all week, uh passing out flyers and doing some things, uh trying to get uh you know uh Bronson packed for our race and uh hopefully all the fans will see a great show with a you know a 30 35 cars out there it uh, should be a good deal.
0: You know what I told him? I told them college kids beer. College kids beer.
2: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the college is how far away, Jack?
0: That's well Gainesville's 15 miles down the road so there you go.
2: Well Ron I want to appreciate you being on the show and uh, I also appreciate you making that big announcement on the O'Reilly ASA Fast Lane show and I know Jack appreciates he loves scoops scoops
0: scoops yeah. are good man
2: <laughs> and
3: uh, you you heard it here first
0: you heard it here first thanks Ron and uh, we will see you at Bronson
3: all right oh, yeah.